Let's get dangerous. Good evening, good evening, good evening, good evening, good evening. Welcome to Let's Get Dangerous. Um, oh no, I don't know if that works at all. I was trying a new intro, you know, the... Uh, Stephen Fry on QI always kind of do 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 the music obviously plays and then he goes good evening good evening good evening good evening, good evening. can't do it as good as he does, um, but this is a podcast so it's not on regular time it's on it could be good morning good afternoon good evening or good night, as I usually say, but uh, no it's so it could be any time it's a podcast you could be listening to this at any stage, but welcome back let's get dangerous is back in your life. Um, I see. I feel like I'm saying this every episode now, but um, I haven't been on for a while. <laughs> so the last podcast was back in the end of February, nearly. It was Mo Dunford episode seventeen, a fantastic conversation with Mo Dunford. So listen back if you haven't listened to it yet. Um, but this is episode eighteen. Moving on, I'm trying to get to at least twenty two episodes for season one, and then I can take a break, regroup, come up a plan, and try to get it out weekly like i did at the start of the podcast um but just things take a hold of you you know life um i I'm, i have a one-year-old i have a busy job full-time working from home um and, you know i don't have much time in the evenings i have uh miles of time and then i have just just less time than you'd think actually um to do something and do a podcast, so I'm just glad I'm getting another episode out. How about that? And I'm glad I'm going to episode twenty two soon enough, and then that will be season one. I can at least cap it at season one, and then see regroup, see what I'll do. Um, and why do you think I'm going to twenty two episodes? Because obviously, you know, I'm a big fan of American sitcoms. I'm a big fan of American TV, and often American TV do twenty two episodes a season. They used to do twenty four, and then. 22 is the kind of like the Puffy the Vampire Slayer um, and so obviously one of my it's my all time favourite show uh, as avid listeners to the podcast realise um, but so that's I'm just going to go with that model um, and 22 it's a nice even number as well and then when you wanted to, if you do go season 122 and then you want to go season 2, 3, 4 and they're all 22 episodes that means you're not going to do the bumper 100 episode in the end of a season, if you know what I mean. So you're kind of doing it mid-season to do that bumper 100 episode, if you get that far. Um, it's come up to nearly a year when I started a podcast, which is kind of mad. Um, and it's only maybe 19 episodes, so it's not... Or 18 episodes, I'm even jumping ahead. Um, so it's not been... Like, in theory, there should be 52. 52 weeks of the year, you know? But... um obviously it's just it's just a trial it's just a bit of fun i try to do on the side it's just a bit of fun um and i just want to try you know get it better get get more guests on get more interesting topics on but then it turns out it's just and i end up getting all my friends on and i just enjoy doing that as well <laughs> so uh you're not in for anything you're in for something you're in for a fun conversation a fun tree a fun if you like quizzes if you like movies if you like talking about tv then stick with this podcast 
stick with this this specifically stick with this episode because I have uh, two of my very good friends on again. They've been avid listeners and avid avid um maybe the only listeners, <laughs> but no avid listeners and avid um guests I should say on the podcast. It's uh Jer Williams and Stephen McCredden. So they've both been on the podcast before. We got back today. I said I was going to only do a short segment with them about uh, had a little quiz done up with them, movie quiz, just going to test our knowledge. And then it turned out it was a lot longer. The quiz went a lot longer. And then we went into our dance top 10 with friends. So I just said I'll keep the whole episode with them. So, and they've been, uh, p- people have wrote in and texted and said um, they enjoyed them. So, and uh, obviously I enjoyed their company. That's why um, I talked for them for a good hour and a half coming up. So, yeah, that's pretty, that's pr- pretty much the intro for this week's episode. Nothing much else is going on. Obviously, everywhere lockdown and. Ireland still has to pick up the vaccine game. You know, I originally said when I, when I started the podcast, um, it would be kind of like a diary. So I, li- I could listen back and go, I know what's going on in my life at the time. So um, what is going on is not much. Uh, over a year in Virgin Media Television, can't thank the business enough. Uh, it's a fantastic job. It's kind of a bit, it's a bit weird. It's a bit surreal that sometimes all these films are starting to up again. And TV shows and what I used to either either work on or be looking to get a job on, and so particularly where it's out in the public knowledge now, uh, ITV and Virgin Media Television are co-commissioned a TV show called Redemption. Uh, it's a six-part drama series, and I just would have been one of the shows I probably would have wanted to work on and be an extras coordinator or an assistant director on it. Uh, and now it's kind of the um actually kind of working with the executive producers of the show within the Virgin Media Television, you know, getting progress reports, all that sort of stuff. So it's actually it's mad to see, um, you know, see see it from the other side, if if you will, like see get the call sheet, see what's going on. We go, but I'm not going on set. I'm staying at home, working in the office, uh, well, my home office. Uh, but it's great. Uh, it's going to be a great series. We won't see it now until next year, early next year. Uh, it's in the process of getting filmed, obviously. Um, can't say too much about it. I uh, don't want to give you any spoilers yet. But guess who was in it, though? Mo Dunford. Mo Dunford's going to be in it. So uh, he is... He's uh, cast as somebody in it. Uh, so um, And he was on my podcast last week. So it's all kind of coming together. It's all serendipitous. This. So... Um, that's going on at the moment, and then oh, what, what I did get is uh, I don't know if you've seen the craze of the soldier, the Guinness soldier cans, and uh, not just the cans, the machine. So you basically get a can of soldier, Guinness can soldier, you pour it into a pint glass, and you put the pint on top of this soldier machine. It's like a sonar, sonar kind of device. Uh, it kind of basically gives you a proper head of Guinness, and honestly, a pub quality type of Guinness. Um, I'll put up a picture. I'll put up uh, on the on my social media pages the, a video of the machine working, the pictures. But yeah, the, the Guinness machine is quite expensive. I think it's one hundred and fifty euro or something. And uh, some eBay and Amazon thing might have it. But a jewelry cleaner works just as good. So uh, any kind of jewelry cleaner, get that, order that. But water in the end. But the point in it, make sure it's a soldier candle. You can do it with draft, but it doesn't work out as good. And there's tips and tricks on YouTube and stuff, but 
I would suggest you do get the swords or cans uh, if you're a fan of Guinness. And even if you're not a fan of Guinness, this will make you a fan of Guinness because it's pretty tasty. Smooth, creamy point of Guinness you get off it. And uh, another episode of the podcast is episode 13 when we talk about the perfect point of Guinness. Or was that 13? No, I think that was 14. Episode 14. Uh, either one. But it was that was the name of the episode, the perfect point of Guinness. And uh, I had John Bourne from Cracking Culture and he would know... Uh, uh, he kind of had little tips and tricks or why he thinks certain pubs have the best Guinness and certain don't. But I tell you, the Soldier Guinness machine, uh, well not the Soldier cans and this machine, this jewelry cleaner machine makes it a perfect point of Guinness. Um, I couldn't couldn't recommend it enough. Hence why I'm bringing it up. Uh, we're talking about my life. We're talking about things that are going on at the moment. And the machine just arrived this week. I've had two points of Guinness last night out of it. It was fantastic, creamy goodness. Um, so that's the intros pretty much at the moment and yeah so keep in touch uh, text me email me whatever you want about the podcast uh, uh, if you want to come on or you want to talk about anything let me know uh, we'll try to organise yeah to be on the podcast um, and I'll get a more interesting guest on soon enough so uh, without further ado um, here's my little movie quiz now the movie quiz I do with Stephen yeah, is I kind of made questions that are quite, you know, interesting. So like, it would be good, good to know that knowledge in a way, and uh, and it's like a good little kind of anecdote or um, good little, what's the word? Look, interesting trivia to know about these films, basically. But also, I forgot to mention that this is the first time ever I recorded the uh, show on over Zoom and then ripped the audio and used the audio foil. Uh, to upload as the podcast so it'd be interesting to see what people think i'd love some feedback how's the audio within this obviously i'm going to listen to it and i've listened to it a little bit already and it does sound a bit echoey at times but i don't i think it works well because like we know we're, we're not in a proper studio and uh, we will be and you know, hopefully we'll record eventually in a proper studio uh with people with guests and proper recording boots the whole lot but Everybody's just doing it at home at the moment, so uh, hopefully it turns out well. Hopefully it's not too annoying. I don't know whether I should have highlighted that first, or because now you're going to be thinking about it, uh, going into the episode. But uh, let me know the feedback if you uh, if if the audio worked well or it was too jarring. I don't think it is. I think it's uh, pretty good. It's a great, uh, and it's also we don't step on each other's toes that much because we can see each other. Um, it's over a Zoom call, so um. We're not stepping on each other's conversations. Obviously, it's harder when you're doing an audio and you can't see each other. You know, I'll step over talking and people will step over me talking. Anyway, I won't ramble on too much about that, but I just wanted to highlight that before you listen to it. And I'd love to get your feedback afterwards. So, yeah, here we go. Here's um, the movie quiz with Dan and Steve. What <laughs> Dan and Steve? My God. Uh... I could have edited that out, but I'm not going to edit it out. Here's the movie quiz with Jer and Steve. We never talk about film. We do. Well, anyway, ah, listen, lads, thanks you for joining film. me today. <laughs> you put film, or you put fucking TV ahead of life. I do. Just uh, for so, everybody, um, he was, was just saying how much bullshit this is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Steve. Yeah, we were recording already, so we got that ginger bastard in. So thanks yeah, for well, look, no problem. But you do know how to edit audio, don't you? Yeah, but anyway, yeah. 
Listen, lads, thanks for joining us for another episode of the podcast. Much appreciated. How are you? Uh, so, listen. Yeah, oh, no, nice Ask the question, but then don't let us answer. I like it. I know, yeah. I, I'm often doing that. I oh, know you're on form today. I think it's because you can see us. First time we're actually looking at each other when we're doing this. So, actually, uh, why didn't we do, do it in this way before? Well, I'm not going to pull yeah, up the video. I'm not no, gonna... it, at least it, it makes it feel like we're in a studio of some kind mm-hmm. together. I suppose, yeah. Well, I don't know. Yeah. It might not work out. This could not see the, the day. The audio, when I ripped the audio from the Zoom call, it might not work. So we'll see. Well, the audio, the audio from the last one was a bit dodgy, wasn't it? It was, but that was just Steve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever helps you sleep at night, Bob. I'm only resting. It was, it was probably me. Sorry. I had to say though, the last time Steve was last... about 10 seconds behind us anyway, so it's okay. I know, yeah, yeah. At least this time we can see each other talking and then maybe one step on each other's uh, talking uh, ways or whatever it is. I was going to say that what I had to say the audience did actually enjoy, they do enjoy you two being on, I'd say. Wonderful. Cool. They, and they love you slagging me, Jerry, so that's great. But mainly my family going, Jerry really digs into you. It's brilliant. I was like, yeah, yeah. He, he, he throws in the love. You have to fucking point out all your flaws, don't you? <laughs> exactly. And you know, so. <laughs> so today I'm going to challenge you both for a little quiz. I've done up a quiz for you because you all say you know the movies. Now, Steve would have bet you a few years ago with movies. Um, would Jer, it be? As you know. Anyway, but anyway, go on. But obviously, uh, I think I think I think Stephen's going to win. I'm not. I, I'm already saying he's going to win. He has a little bit. He has. We know he has a slight memory issues because of the bomb going off. But uh, <laughs> oh, so, it's, so it's doubly worse if I lose. Then is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Makes me feel better. Uh, well, so we'll see. But also, the questions are kind of like um, fun facts about the films. So at least we're all learn a bit. Uh, so how we'll go is. We'll go whoever, to, I'm going to do, see who goes forward, basically, from a question I'm going to ask you now in a second. But then, let's say it's Jer goes first, then it goes to Steve, and so on and so on. Now, well, Jer doesn't know it, Steve can guess it. So, there's lots of points up for grabs. Sorry, hang on. Can I just pause? Is this yeah. a competition between Jer and I? Yeah, I wasn't, of course. I, okay, I wasn't informed that I'd be in a battle against Jer. This is unfair. Oh, it's a, it's a friendly, it's a friendly. Yeah, bit I don't of want to lose the bromance. All right, I just you know virtual yeah. shake hand there. Yeah, used to. It's, it's a friendly, aggressive competition. Okay. <laughs> used to on the WhatsApp group is just ridiculous. Like it's like he's, he's gang up on me, the Bali. That's what I feel. Well, um, that's what it is. Better people than you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, and then after the quiz, we're going to do a little bit look back at the decade because we as. The folks know we have a little WhatsApp group, so we often talk about films and stuff. And Jerry brought up a good question, like, "Oh, what's your favorite show of the decade?" And we're like, "Oh," and then we kind of have a little. Before going, would you like to remind everybody of the name of the WhatsApp group, just so that they all remember it? Oh, uh, yes, it's uh, called Two Mains and an Egg. Guess which one the egg is. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody... number one to the listeners, which one is egg? Egg. I just keep laughing at the egg now. There's a, there's a scene in uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia that uh, Frank is just constantly going, egg. And I'm just <laughs> la- I just laugh. Um, all right, so we'll do the quiz first, and then we can have a bit of banter in between, obviously, so there's no air pressure. It's a, it's a light-hearted bit of fun. So really? it's a Let's Get Dangerous movie quiz. So who, who we're going to decide who goes first. So the closest number, basically, will go first. So how many Oscars has Meryl Streep been nominated for? 19. Seven. <laughs> <laughs> no, not one, Jer. Nominate. 
Sorry? Oh, nominated? Oh, oh yeah, 18. 18. Oh, and uh, you're, why, where are you going with Steve? 19. 19. Well, he's about wrong, but you, Steve, you're closest. We're 21. So oh, she 20, she won yeah. three of them, but uh, Kramer versus Kramer, Sophie's Choice, and anybody gets the third one? Uh, deep. Was, oh, no, sorry. Uh, Dear, Dear Hunter. Yes, there you go. Jer got it. Iron Lady. All right. Oh, but, question yeah. number one. One mil to Jer. <laughs> well, nobody got any points there, but Steve did get to go first. I'm taking that as a point. <laughs> you, you can take it as a solemnity point. Uh, okay. Um, so, Jerry, your first question. I'm sorry, Steve, your first question. Oh yeah, thanks. Fucking, <laughs> you win a competition, you go straight to Jerry. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> he said Jerry. He said Jerry and Dan Jerry. Um, so, here we go. What was the first feature-length animated movie ever released? Oh, oh, sorry. The f- oh, see, that's why it's like fun little anecdotes because that's a fun little thing. Well, okay, well, look, it's, it, it might be a bit, uh, it might be a bit out of thing, but I'm gonna have to go with Snow White. No, not no. at all. It's very good. No, because no, you got a correct, Steve. Fair play to you. So it wasn't oh, that. Well Thank you. Very good. One point to Stephen. So. Well, <laughs> yeah, let's go. Up. It's, it's going to come up to that one point now. Uh, All right, Joe, you're next. With some. Uh, in the Matrix, does Neo take the blue pill or the red pill? What a so it's a 50 question that is. That's so unfair. Uh, no, you'd forget it now, Steve. I would. No, I have forgotten it. I've only seen the movie once. Oh my god, I'm just gonna go red pill, and it's correct. <laughs> Pretty good, obviously. And how could you? What do you mean you could forget that? It's two colors. You could easily forget that. Uh, no, Steve. I'm sorry, but no. You can see the scene. I, I you can see him offering, and you know which one he takes. Okay. Harry Jer, what'd you say? I think the Matrix is overrated. Oh, I think the first one is brilliant. And but when it came out, yeah, ending everything about when it came out. Nah, Magda and I rewatched it last year, and it still held up well for its twentieth. But when it became a trilogy and the larger story, mm, mm. yeah, I know we can get into debate on that one. No, I don't. I, I kind of like all three. As of course there. you do. No, like, <laughs> not, not like the the three is not better than number one or anything. Number one is obviously the ultimate. Jesus but Christ! I, if you said that, I think that'd be. I'd have to hang up. And Kyle, uh, but I did. Reach, I did recently rewatch it myself because uh, number four is coming out, so I wanted to kind of Where is it? catch up. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. So I don't know how they're gonna do it. I think Trinity's gonna still be in it as well, so I don't know how they're gonna do that. Right, uh, right, I said Jerry again. Right, Steve, <laughs> your question three. Wait, what, sorry, can I just say something? Why do we bother ever doing a competition of who can actually go first when we all know Jerry being your best, he's going to go first? Just <laughs> no, stop the competition stop. shit to one side, will you? Oh, yeah. I think, yeah, it, that, I think that. it's just a case of him preferring me to you. So I wouldn't take <laughs> it. You know, no, look, I don't take that personally at all. I prefer you to him, and I only met you through him. If, I, if the audience can see you, both, you both look pretty similar, to be honest. Long hair, well, beard. We have hair and we have beards. Um, <laughs> Which are yeah. just well better than yours. Please continue. Okay, here we go, Steve. Then. Who was the only actor to receive an Oscar nomination for his acting role in Lord of the Rings? Uh, oh, another little kind of fun anecdote. Oh, God, what's it? Ian McKellen. Correct. Very good. I was going to say Andy Serkis there. Yeah, well, that's a good shout, Jer. Because he probably... Mm. He would have. He should have been nominated for something. I'm sure. Um, this is going to be a fun one, I think. So I might get this to Bodius. Uh, 
How do we like click for getting to answer first? Oh, how do you mean? Well, you're saying you're going to give it to both of us. Is that competition time? That's like beep, and I get to go uh, first, or finger force? Is it? No, it's it's a kind. Of, uh, I should have probably corrected corrected myself there. I'll give it to both of us, but you don't have to. You can both answer if well actually you don't have a pen and paper probably in front of you these days no how about we just stick with the rules do you want to just ask him yes okay because uh <laughs> it will go to it will go to steve if he doesn't get it <laughs> right here here you go what the following yeah, actors yeah. who starred in the steven spielberg film from most to least so it's basically these four actors so tom mm-hmm. cruise tom hanks daniel day lewis harrison ford so basically you, you get the question. So whoever started in the most Steven Spielberg, Steven Spielberg films, you bought the top. And okay, so Harrison Ford has started in the most. That's what you're going with? Okay. He has started in the most, definitely. Okay, grand. And then who was your number two? I'll go Hanks, Cruz, Lewis. Okay. Steve, he hasn't got it right. Do you want to guess it? You Just give me run. the give me the four names again. Cruz, Hank, Steve Sutherland, <laughs> uh, Tom Cruise, Tom Hanks, Daniel Day Lewis, Harrison Ford. Okay, this is okay. So no, so number one is Harrison Ford. Okay. Number two is Tom. Uh, Cruise three is Hanks and two and final is Danny Day. Okay, so needy is get points there, so that's great, fantastic. Okay, so, so what's what the it? correct answer? So Tom Hanks was five. Five uh, films. Yeah, so the post eventually forgot that. <gasps> oh, Catch great film. Can. Great I film. But it was Spielberg. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's a great movie. Um. And then Harrison has four, so he was pretty close. Tom Cruise did, uh, has... Spielberg did the terminal as well, did he? Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. And then Tom yeah. Cruise has two. Can you name the Tom Cruise ones? Walk or War in the World. Yeah. Uh, and... Minority. Minority Report, yeah. Brilliant. And Daniel Day-Lewis was only the one. Anybody know that one? I actually don't know what... I, I thought I thought he was a red herring. I thought... Yeah, yeah. I, same. I didn't think he... <laughs> Um, I, for, I forget it. <laughs> it's not in front of me, but he's definitely in one. He played ET, didn't he? <laughs> uh, yeah, he did. You're right. So no points there. That's good. Well, not good. Bad for you. But... So back to Steve. Steve, question mm. five. What is the highest grossing R-rated movie of all time? Uh... I have to push it because we don't want awkward silence on the podcast. Oh my God. Well, oh, I rated. Okay, you're going to do a countdown then. 10, 9, 7, 6, 6, 6, 5, 4, 4, 4, 3, 2, 2, 2, 2, 2, 2, 2, 2, 2, 2, 2, 2, R rated. Mm. <laughs> you should have been thinking there rather than I was, I was too busy doing the countdown music. <laughs> um, 
Okay, all right. It's um um highest grossing. Mm-hmm. Got it. Uh, Django Unchained. No, um, it's not a bad guess, I suppose. Actually, it's actually a recent film, Joker. Oh, Joker. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I think it was Hangover. It was Hangover. Be recent. Yeah, it was pretty recent. So, so yeah. Joker was 2019 or something. Um, Fair enough. So that's still it's still two one. Well, yeah, but because but, I guessed, I got closer to the answer. Yeah. <laughs> yes, so. you did. You did. Since, since you actually take, took a guess, well, Steve yeah. didn't say anything. No, so because like on. Joker didn't come to my mind at all. I, 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 no, I was this is your one, Jer. Jennifer Lawrence won a Best yeah. Actress Academy Award for a 2012 romantic comedy drama. Name that comedy drama. Oh, that's an um, hold on, I know it. Brad Can I answer it. five? No, you can't answer. Oh, Four. Way, not, not until and not until Jerry gets his timeline. Tell him Two. <laughs> one I, 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 no. I forgot I can mute Hold people on. I, I, I just I, mute Steve <laughs> I know this movie right I, uh, Bradley Cooper's in it Robert De Niro's his dad I just um, mute Steve so he has you have a bit of time now he's going to go mad he's going to come back so great I can't I, I, can, I actually can't believe I can't think of the name of this you are a prick can you hear <laughs> that <laughs> I can't believe yeah, I can't think of the name of it. I have the answer. Silverland's playbook. Silver oh, you got, oh, got it. Oh, Very good. Good. I don't know where it came from, Joe, but you got it in the yeah. end. Poor good man. Uh, so that's it's 2 2. I like it. It's back on an even level playing field. So Steve has a nice little easy one here, though, I think. What is the highest grossing foreign language film at the US box office? It's got to be the last biggest one, hasn't it? Foreign language film at the US box office. Uh, geez, I don't know, man. I just, well, no, I don't think it is Parasite. I, I think. Foreign language. Is it. Um... I thought you were on mute again there for a second. <laughs> is, is it... yeah, you, Steve, you usually like quizzes. You, you seem stressed. Yeah. Is it. Yeah, because my f- memory does not get the name and I can see the whole film on my face well you can remember the red and blue pill couldn't you mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah well <laughs> is, is it is it a crouching tiger hidden dragon <gasps> it's unfortunately not no. okay is it not no oh well, well I'll, I'll go with Parasite then no when I say you go oh, of course it is it's Passion of the Christ oh fucking hell oh, why did yeah, we not yeah. think about that mm. like when, when, you, when you hear foreign language you instantly go to Asia don't you <laughs> <laughs> you see, you do it like it. yeah. Okay, so Jerry, you're one. Who was the only person ever to receive an Oscar nomination for an I just acting real, role? I just realized. I really sorry. I just realized yeah, that the entire story of Jesus was based in Asia. So, <laughs> so, yeah. uh, so who was the only person ever to receive an Oscar nomination for an acting in Star Wars movie? Oscar for acting in a Star Wars movie. Well, well, I don't think any of the new Star Wars movies. I don't think any of them actors got got an Oscar nod for that. So I'm just gonna throw Leonard Nimoy for the crack. This is not Star Trek now. What's Star, Star Wars? Wars. <laughs> Star, Star Wars. Wars. I yeah, sorry. Star Trek. sorry, sorry, sorry. My apologies. Um. Okay. Um. Carrie Fisher. 
unfortunately not. No. Steve, you get to I, steal it if you want. I can't remember his name. If I was to say the character's name, would that give me enough? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm joking. You can say the character name. Still won't be wrong. Um, no, it's well, yeah, I could be wrong. Um, oh my god, hang on, just give me. Uh, what's his name? Okay, if I actually might just put up this video clip because you can see Steve just. <laughs> it's quite amusing. Can I check my yeah. phone for his name? I honestly, I'll even. Just, she just, enough sleep no, but look, you can see what I'm right, seeing. Like, seriously, Tell us the character force. I can't oh, remember the character's name. Oh, wait, oh, Steve, you don't get it. It's Alec no. Guinness. Alec Guinness. I was trying to say his name because <laughs> I knew it was him. So he got, he actually Jesus. got lost in that movie. Yeah. Yes, for yeah. Star Wars 77. Yeah. I could not remember his name. Mm. <sighs> I, love, I love this. I love this. <laughs> well, I feel sort of I'm whoever played Chewbacca now. I'm after- no, Steve, come on. You got to see it through. You can do it. Can- I'm after hitting my head so hard. I know. I could hear. If anybody could hear that banging, that was Steve slapping his head off in the head. Honestly, honestly, hold on, just a quick question. Just a quick question. Yeah. Neil McGregor plays the younger version of this character. What is the character's name? Obi-Wan Kenobi. Fuck it. I could not remember. I had just had Ken in my mind, and I was like, come on, it's more than this. I couldn't get it out. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah. I'll come back. Yeah, you're, you're correct. You got it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Jer, your yeah. one, you'll enjoy this one. Name the three Jim Carrey blockbusters that were all released in the year 1994. 94. So there were all big blockbusters for Jim Carrey, they're all released in the same year, 1994. So I actually don't think some of these were released in 94, but anyway. Well, were they in, in the cinemas in 94? Yeah, most likely. Okay. No, yeah. hold on, that's bullshit. Just a quick one. Sorry, Jer. Not all of them were released in 94. Just... You don't even know the name of the films yet. I already, all... I already know. I know. Okay. okay. And it's so 95. Is, two of them is 95. So your question is bullshit. Go and do research before you give questions to poor Jer. Jer, take it off. <laughs> Wait, oh, so... the, the, the anger yeah, is preferable. One of, them, one of them has to be the mask. Yes. Yeah, but, but that's 94. Yes, okay. exactly. That's the question. That's the yeah, yeah, yeah. But the other two are ninety-five. Continue. <laughs> so another one is. Uh, can we trust your memory now, Steve? After you, you forgot Obi Wan Kenobi. He can. Uh, Look, he has the year on the tip of his tongue. Dan. Wait one. <laughs> wait one, right? Just before you go on, Jer, and then I'm going to shut up. For one of these films, I will never forget the year it came out because I went to it a few times in cinema, and we're talking mm. about a character that is really important to me and my life. It might be so, different yeah. then. It might be it might be a different film than you're thinking of. Yeah. I bet you it is because an IMDb they all have 1994. <gasps> oh, because then you don't even know the films and you're already showing. Go no, ahead, Jer. Now I know. I'm muting not. you again. No, Steve's no, getting on. muted. So you said blockbusters and 94. You're not muted, Steve. Don't worry. Uh, yes. So okay, blockbusters yeah. 1994. Blockbuster. It's just, like, it's so just that ball. He doesn't fucking have good English. What? So you have the mask. Do you want to Ace place Ventura? a guess for two? Ace Ventura, yes, is number two. Very good. Okay. So one more. So, and then it, that's... I can't okay. believe they all came out in 94, to be honest. You okay. had some year. So... Go on, you can do it. I, I, I want to say one, but I'm kind of thinking that's either a bit later. I'm just going to I'm just gonna throw out Cable, though. That's not no, unfortunately not. No. Well, I'm going to give you a two points for that. So Steve, you can get an extra. You can get a point if you name the third one. 
Well, you're either doing one of two, so I'm going to say two films, Dumb and Dumber or Batman oh, fuck, and Forever. No, it's Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. Well, Batman yeah. Forever was the one I was talking about from 95 because no offense I would not consider Blockbuster a statement to give what you were doing there Blockbuster it, to me is Dumb and Dumber was a Blockbuster no it's, it's not a sure. Blockbuster it's a comedy okay but I don't know why you're so aggressive and angry like the listeners get your shit together man the listeners enjoyed you I know they're gonna remember, hate you remember the first time he was on everybody was like I, I know he's such a nice guy he's like, so sorry, cool. okay he's so calm and considerate yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. To, to all to all listeners okay I'm, I apologise to Jer I apologise to Dan I say go and you know what yourself okay I just I'm just I, I easily know how to wind them up so that's why you always get a bit frustrated yeah and uh, you really love doing it even though I have real meant question which Star Wars movie came out in 92 <laughs> <laughs> right question 10 for uh, back to you Steve <laughs> what is the only X-rated film to win the best picture at the Oscars that is um, from 1968 or 9 I didn't uh, say a year no, no, I know, but it the, the, the title begins with M. Um, it's a good start. That's about one tenth of a point. Yeah, that's a great start. Yeah. Midnight Cowboy. Correct. Good man. Yeah, bitches. I'm a filmmaker. <laughs> Did you make any films recently? Have you? No. Well, go get a film and let's see how productive you are going to be. Uh, excuse me, I'm contact coordinator of Virgin Media Television. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, get a brain tumor and you won't be. Continue. Jesus, Steve. Well, oh, then Steve, don't stop using the C card, will you, for fuck's sake? Yeah, he, he, he uses the brain tumor card every time. I can't, yeah, but, I can't. but all you do is like... Uh, all, but this is you all the time, Dan. Yeah, yeah, no, have you done nothing recently? Yeah, yeah have you done... It's like, have no, I said that? I've never said that to you. I'm always very supportive of Genuine excuse. I'm always very supportive. Dan using his disability of being ginger as an excuse. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Thank no, you, Jim. He's, he's made the most of his gingerness. Yeah, I don't. Okay. I just don't get it. I don't get the aggressiveness. It's like I support Guys, you sorry. very much. Here. I'm tired. And and stiff. I'm just gonna drink. I'm gonna have a little drink here. It's a nice yeah. little calm tea. I love, <laughs> I love you guys. <laughs> oh my god, we're gonna go through all the emotions now. Right, Jerry, <laughs> you're up. Yeah. Uh, so only three movies in in history have won five big. Uh, won the big five at the Oscars. So, best picture, best director, best screenplay, best actor, best actress. I know one I of them. Steve, I think Stephen knows all of these. Yeah, he, he probably would already. Go, um, Joe, I believe in you. I love so you. So, there is three of them. So, there's three points up for grabs. Okay. Um, Best what? Say it again. Best, so picture? best picture, best director, best screenplay, best actor, best, uh, best actor, and best actress. In a leading role. So, they're the big five at the Oscars. Okay, uh, Godfather. Nope. No, unfortunately, no. Should have. Uh, one of them. One of them I've actually never heard of. Yeah, I okay. bet you it's the one that I initially will think of. Okay. Uh, <laughs> let me think. Like I feel them really obvious, and I, I'm just having a fucking proper. No, I, no, they are pretty tough. Like, I like. Mm. I feel like they like, should know it though. Yeah, they're not massively obvious. Like they're not the, like they're not like the Titanic's like the big winners yeah. online and stuff. They're actually okay. Um, and I, oof. I'm actually, I'm only thinking of one. I'm finding that I could give you the actor. I'll, just, in. I'll, I'll, I'll throw out, I'll throw out, I'll go on, give you the actor. Then. No, okay, go, go, throw, 
Stay what you're going to throw for us. Okay, I'll just I'll just going to throw Gladiator out there. Mm-mm. Not a bad no. show. It definitely won a few, but no, that didn't no. get the big five. Yeah, w- one piece of advice is think about both uh, lead actor and lead female actor. Oh, sorry, I didn't hear the female actor. Okay. Uh, no, sorry, that's I. I don't mean that in any sexist way, but you're talking about supporting and you're talking about lead. So, I know that definitely helps me with one of these, and it's the only one that. I, so I so like. sorry so. Best picture, screenplay, director, lead actor, and lead actress. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's it. That's the big five. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. I'll pass it on. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll give the actor. I'll give you one. Of, oh, sorry. No. I'll give the Steve Force. Then I'll give no, you. Yeah, the thanks. Actor. Thanks. Well, Kramer versus Kramer oh. is incorrect. What? <laughs> Hang on. Hang on. It didn't How win the big incorrect? five. It won it best picture. Don't argue with me, Steve. No, no, but I, I just can you just go and check that for me right now because that one. No, best... I know it didn't win best screenplay. Oh. And hold on a second, I, I bet fucking lawyer lawyer didn't win it either. Then. <laughs> oh. All right, I'll give the actor then or both yeah. is the guess. Give me um, one. Robert, no, sorry, not Robert. No, Jack Nicholson. Well, is that as good as it gets then? No. No. Uh, oh, Wolf over the cuckoo's nest. Steve, oh, fucking course it was, yeah. So I'll give you one point for that, Steve. Yeah, well done. And Thank you. Jared, there's another one I'll give you. The, well, Jared or Steve, I guess. I'll give you the director. Um, Anthony Hopkins. John Lambs. Lambs, yeah, yeah well done. Yeah, you got it in yeah. there. And Jodie Foster as well then, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Isn't it amazing yeah. though when you get a hint of the actor it comes to you and then you're going why did I not think of silence yeah, I didn't think exactly. of silence but right away I'm just like yeah that's the obvious yeah. one Absolutely. and I've never seen this film it happened one night it happened one night yeah it must have been a fairly old seen that. Mm. from what year I actually didn't write the year beside it sorry but uh, mm. it won the big five anyway I'm raging about Kramer yeah you're so confident if, it, if the viewers could see Steve's <laughs> Anguish yeah, when I mean, he didn't. Well, sorry, but if, if any viewers, although it'd be hard to do that if it's a podcast that doesn't have the video, go and watch Kramer versus Kramer if you have not seen it. It's one of the most sincerely beautiful films ever made. Everyone's performance is brilliant in it. Man tears are shedded. Everyone. Yeah. <laughs> you'll, you'll never hate Meryl Streep so much in your life. No. But also, you know, it's the whole journey of that film, and it's not even that long. It's about one forty-five. It's brilliant. Yeah, I love it. Uh, so that was that question was for Jer. So uh, Steve, you get to go around again. So at the moment, the score is six four. So you better work to do, Jer. But here we go, Steve. Which eighties movie? Now this is for Steve. This one because uh, you had to pass. You know, Jer, your hair looks really good in profile. Sorry, do you know what man I swear to god I think in the last two weeks I'm, it's after growing about yeah, I don't remember seeing it that long in the last chat I had it up I had it up in a ponytail for about three weeks and right. I took it down I was like where the fuck did that come from <laughs> something Dan should know about oh uh, okay which 80s movie was you the highest that last time day? yeah I am <laughs> <laughs> I'm crying a little inside though to be honest uh, which 80s movie was the highest grossing film of the decade? E.T. Correct, Steve. Very good. Thank you. You're Hello. into a groove now. Yeah, you're the movie away, buff, yeah. The movie buff is coming out of you. Yeah. 
Right. Next one. Uh, this one's for Jared, obviously. And it goes by child star Macaulay Culkin was paid one million for the first ch- and and the first child star to ever earn that much for what film? Well, it has to be after Home Alone. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm, I have an idea. I'm guessing it's probably Richie Rich. It's not, fortunately. No. Oh, no. that's what I would have said as well. Yeah. Um, you would okay, have thought well, so because the clue was like in the name, <laughs> maybe Richie Rich one million. Well, I, I think I think that was probably because it was. I, I was thinking that because he had a string of successes before that. Mm. I was thinking maybe that was the that was the point where he he got the million dollars, but obviously not. Yeah, I didn't think he would have got this for this one. To be honest, oh. mm, I thought okay. it was a bit more of an indie flick, but maybe I was wrong. Uh, okay, is it is it? Um... Oh God, oh. is it? So when you say child actor, he, it doesn't necessarily mean he's little cute Macaulay Culkin in fucking Home Alone. No, he's pretty. He's pretty young, yeah. I think it's one of two, and I just honest to Christ can't think of the name of the one that I want to say. Oh, can I ask if if I was to give you the first letter of the title, will you give it to me? Fuck I know. I think this You're is not, seven oh, ahead. okay. Okay, wait, wait. Um, the, just, give me, just give me ten seconds. The then. points are off the mark. So what I'll do is I'm going to give a clue, and I'm going to go like this. Wow, that helps. So, oh my god, how did I not get this, my girl? <laughs> yes, Jer. Very good. Wow. He yeah. was paid a million for my girl. Yeah, and that was a wow. buzz for everybody who hasn't yeah. seen my girl. Six five. Six, I, five. <laughs> I was I was thinking of is it called Dude something something? It was with Ted Danson. Um Ted Danson's a bit of a, a gangster like stealer and he okay. has to take the son in for the for the weekend. Oh my god, what was it called? Yeah, I you wouldn't it think he would have got um, a million for my girl to be honest, because I think that mm. I think that only came out a year after Home Alone, too. Yeah, I, that was very close to Home Alone, must have yeah. been. Hey, uh, this is back to you, Steve. Which yeah. 90s movie soundtrack? Oh, here we go. Soundtrack for you. Which 90s movie soundtrack is the best selling soundtrack of all time? Oh, uh, The Bodyguard. Pretty good. Thank you. I would not. And have to... I, I, I will always love you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's so. I I introduce you to Jer. So any any love you have for no, Jer is thank you. And now you're redundant for both. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll leave the group, okay? No problem. Yeah. <laughs> and then you'd be crawling back to me. Yeah. Uh, okay. Go on to you, uh, Jer. What is the name of Andy's neighbor in Toy Story? Oh. So you have kids, but they're grown now. Well, not fully grown, but they're out of their. Toy Story stage, Sid. probably. Is it Sid? Correct, sure. Yeah. You, would Katie and Charlie be out at a Toy Story stage? or would well, they I'm, not much? My, I'm not out on my Toy Story stage. So <laughs> I, I was just about to say, yeah. like, are we not? Like, I still love Toy yeah. Story 1 and 2. No, I don't. I think, I think that's a movie you never go out. One Very of the good. best sequels ever made. Would you have got Sid, Steve? Would you have known no, Sid? I, was, I, I, I could see the kid, but no, I wouldn't have got the name. You were too busy thinking of that red and blue pill, wasn't it? The sequel and, and the tour. The third movie was great as well. It's only really the fourth one that was a bit of a letdown. 
the Tordom one was like so dramatic in that fire. Tordum, that, that, that scene, fire. Yeah, that is whoa. <laughs> but for me, I still put the uh, number two as the top of the list for the that series. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. On to you then, Steve. Mm. Oh, so you like this? Am I, am I correct in saying that's six all? Am I? It's and uh, no, because Steve got the no, it's, it's eight, eight six. Eight six. Yeah. <laughs> the fuck did that happen, guys? If you could have seen Dan's eyes there, that was brilliant. It was real, like look, yeah. and then look, it's it's eight six. He got the, he got the, he got the bodyguard, and then that was seven. Got, right, so yeah. seven six. Okay, eight six. Love it. Thank you. That's Continue, bullshit. please. Let's make it nine six. Wait, which James oh, yeah. Bond movie? Which James Bond movie? Was Hold on a second. Can I just throw this out there, Dan? Is this positive discrimination because he had humour before? <laughs> oh, yeah, my that doesn't seem right to me. Oh. <laughs> oh, the <two> <laughs> uh, just stop using the cards, Dave. Like you know, I'm not using yeah. the cards. <laughs> We're joking. Like if the listeners could see him show us, he has he has it in a the jar there, just showing it to us. I know. He he, he gives the fingers every night and goes, "Fuck you, you stupid German." <laughs> No, that's what he calls you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, well, we can laugh and joke, but we're all happy. You're all, you're healthy and happy, Steve. So. Of course. Oh, thank you. I'm, but, I'm happy that I have good friends like you guys. Good. We're only trying to keep you sane and not. So just kind of keep the anger to a minimum. Well, and just look, try and deliver and your... Then it's everyone's a winner. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So... <laughs> Okay, next one. Uh, who, who, who is it? Oh, it's, it's for me. Steve, yeah. Which James Bond movie was the force for Pierce Brosnan as 007? Oh, that's so I found his weakness. There's no way he doesn't Stolen deserve Stolen Eye. And that was released in 1995. Oh. Yeah. yeah, well, see, there's an easy one in there. So. I, that I was, have, like, no, that's people. probably the first one we all seen in the cinema, I would assume, is it? We all seen it in the cinema. Yeah. yeah. I remember getting the game or something for it. it was a oh, the game on, on the Nintendo 64. Oh, that was it. Yeah. yeah. Guys, <laughs> do, do you want to know something shameful? I never what? played the game once. <gasps> Did you not? I know. Uh, well, I actually, I had in part of a game uh, book, or like a game magazine, like a monthly magazine I used to get. I remember seeing, like it was given sort of um, walkthrough guidelines of how to succeed in mm, yeah. chunks of the game. And I read it and looked at the screens going like, wow, this looks cool. Never <laughs> played it once. Because I didn't have an N64. I've been a PlayStation man all my life. Yeah. yeah. To this day, it's still one of my favorite first-person shooters. A lot of people say that, yeah. yeah, I do. And it was great. In fairness. Is there any chance that you guys have an N64 and have it? I, I have an play? N64 in my parents' attic somewhere. I don't know if I have the games anymore. Though. You can definitely get on eBay somewhere, I would say. Yeah, They'll true. probably overcharge you for... for- 400 euros. You, know, you, can get, you can get a console that has like 100 games pre-downloaded on it now. Yeah, I saw that actually. There's like Sega Mega Drive yeah. and there's the, there's the Super Nintendo. Like, oh, you can get an N64 one as well, I think. Oh, so there you go, Steve, look into that. So actually, these questions have kind of fell for you both in a way because this one is definitely for you, Jer. Is in the movie Anchorman, what is Ron Burgundy's signature sign-off? Um... Stay classy. Correct. Yeah. Oh, can you get the second part? San Diego. Yes. Stay classy, San Diego. Yeah. <laughs> I just love that scene. Don't when fuck they, yourself, San Diego. When they put the question mark in it, stay classy? San Diego. <laughs> 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 oh, 
Oh. I don't know if that film has aged well because I'm afraid to watch it. Oh, I still still think it's holds up the force and definitely like, yeah. it, like maybe it's... I just I did there's been a few movies from there that I've gone back to watch and I and I I've, I've not enjoyed them. You're afraid I've, to, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I hate when that happens. Yeah. Right, Steve, you're on to you. Um so if you get this wrong, you lose four points. So <laughs> that has a nice whiff of bullshit, but go ahead. <laughs> what is the highest grossing anime film in history? Oh, uh, ooh. So, so animated, including like um, Pixar? Exactly. Oh. I just realized I nodded my head, but I did say exactly, but I whispered it. So I said, yes, yes, including Pixar. Oh my God, it's between two of them. And I'm not sure which one to go for. I'll have to push you. Toy Story Dun, 3. No, unfortunately. Damn it. I'm going to go with Frozen. Very good. You got it, yeah. I couldn't yeah. remember. Yeah. All I could see was the F for Frozen, and I was saying in my head, yeah. Forgotten, and I was like, that ain't just kids movie. And then I was thinking, is it this or the perfect story? age? Yeah. You really rolled the wave of that, so. Yeah. So you can still come back here, shockingly, Jer, because if you get. Oh, that, that, that's 9 8, is it? Uh, nine, <laughs> no, it's 9 7. But, uh, that's fucking unbelievable. Well, if we include your fourth one, yeah, it's a fairly start. 9 7. That, mm. that, that, that controversial one. But uh, this is your question, though, Jer. So, right. how many separate stories appeared in the British? Christmas romantic comedy so love before, story. Before you, before you say that now, hold on a second. What was I behind? I was what? Eight, six behind there? Yes, you were in fairness, yeah. So I've had two right since then. Stephen's had one right and one wrong. Uh, no, don't buy my maths. That's, that's, that's my name. You got frozen. Oh, yeah, you're right, actually. Yeah, I forgot to stay classy. I forgot to give you a mark for that. Apologies. So what, what, what's the score right now? It is 9-8, and this is Chair's question. Who's ahead? Me. You. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, Steve, well, this is Chair's question, so if he gets All this right, right so it's 9-9, so going into the last question. Great. Um, how many separate stories appeared in the British Christmas romantic comedy Love Actually? Ooh! Have you ever that seen Phil? Literally. The hardest question you could ever have I have avoided that movie since it's come out. So, oh, really? I'm forced to watch oh, it. Nadine loves it. Right. So let me think. So how many different stories? Yeah. Can, right. can we okay. have a, a, a kind I'll of... Go by, I'll go by actors and actresses and think, see if I can get it right. So Alan Rickman has a story. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, then you've got... Um, I don't know the guy's name. He was in The Walking Dead. And, Andrew Lincoln. Andrew Lincoln? Yeah. Then we've got... Martin Freeman. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's three so far. Just a question. Who is the Andrew Lincoln fella? He's the one that holds the sign outside. Um... <gasps> ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I, I, I don't think you can go through them all. Just say, say a number, Jim. Eight. No. Steve? No. 
say a number. Okay, yeah, no, wait. Uh, wait, just g- give me give me a bit of time. Hang on. I've got him. Oh, the listeners are here. Um, any kind of weird background noise there? I'm actually vaping at the moment. I'm off the cigarettes. The boat number should be. They're very proud of me for being off the cigarettes. I'm actually going to go with 10. Although I think it should be nine, but I'm going to go 10. Well, I don't know where you came up with that because you got it correct. 10 is correct. Boom. And the word actually is actually said 23 times in the film. And, and ironically, I watched that film once and I was like, this is not for me. And Magda forced me to watch it one Christmas. I was like, oh my God, what did I miss? I love it. It is now our final, our main Christmas season movie. I love it to bits. Oh, very good. And well, on our wedding day, we actually had... Uh, Alan Rickman. Yeah, I wish. <laughs> no, um, God only knows, playing after we became husband and wife. Oh, okay. oh that, I love, God only knows how much I love you. I love that song. Uh, it's actually the theme tune of Big Love. Uh, Everyone watched that great, TV great, show. Great song. Yeah, it is a good song. Okay, Steve. Um, this is your last question, but it is three points up for grabs. So if you don't know this, and most likely your memory might attack you again. This is your bullshit. <laughs> that's Jericho and Robert and Steal the Game. But I uh, know you probably will remember them. So you will. Name the three movies in which Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks have starred together. Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks. Okay. When Harry Met Sally. Uh, no. So that's over to Jerry straight away. <laughs> What? Um, <laughs> no, no, wait. Face of Billy Crystal, isn't it? Yeah, what? Billy Crystal isn't when Harry met Sally. Ta- what the <laughs> fuck, dude? <laughs> sorry. Oh, the, the, oh confu- the confusion on his face. I'm sorry, Jer. I'm sorry, <laughs> so, Steve. So who was it? Who was it? Uh, Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan? Yeah. Uh, Jer, come on. It, so I'll they, help they were, you. They were, they were sleepers in Seattle, weren't they? Yes, yeah. that's one point. So, so now it's nine, now it's ten nine. Oh my god! Why did I say that? Oh my god! So can I say I, one? Can I say one? Be... Yeah, you would know them, Jerry. Yeah. Can I say one? Go on, let him say because I'm, I'm okay. I'm, go I'm, ahead I'm, then. You've got for, mail for the for the win. You've got you, mail. Yeah, correct. So that's for the win. Uh, if you want to get the last one for pride, uh, just give me. Oh, two seconds because I can't think of the bloody title, but I can see them. I never uh, actually watched it. Like the, the title of the film sounds ridiculous, mm-hmm. but like it's one of those eighties titles. Right. Oh. Can you actually first... it came. It actually came out in the nineteen nineties. So can you give me the first letter? Um, J. No, he's not going to get it. So it's Joe versus the volcano. Oh, I loved that when I was a kid. Mm. Never seen it. Never seen it. Yeah. So in fairness, I thought you brought it up to him, Jerry, for Steve being such a movie buff. He only won by one point. So 11-10. Very good. Well, Jer, well done, out, of the, out of the three of us, and if, if there's a movie competition, there's a chance that you and I will have a good old battle. Yeah. <laughs> Watch film and no film. 
as opposed to just TV, really. Excuse me, I watch a lot of films. Yeah, I'm sure you do. Uh, (laughs) And you're going to put uh, Avengers Infinity War in your top 10 of all time. Will we start talking about that yet, or will we put that on somewhere else? Oh, we could talk about that, no problem. I think I'd mentioned that in almost the message of the podcast, I think, yeah. Mm -hmm. The Infinity War is an amazing film. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but you're going to put it in your top 10 of all time. Top 10 of all time, yeah. It's hard to... What did you give it out of 10? Was it a 9 out of 10? It was a 9 out of 10, yeah. Like, of all the movies out there on the planet, you've given it a 9 out of 10. No, it's a brilliant movie, and I mm. love it. But, I mean, what's a 9 out of 10? I mean, what, what would you give the first Godfather? That's a 9 out of 10. So it's on par. It's on with par with Godfather. Godfather, yeah. It's different different, different strokes for different oh, folks. I'm sorry. It's I'm definitely... Like, Magda and I, re- literally recently, we finished watching uh, Endgame last night. We mm. split that over two, and we watched Infinity in one go. Infinity is really good, mm. but yeah. Infinity is a beautiful, just bang, let's go. If you've watched all the films and all the stories that have led to it, if you go yeah. into that naked eye and you don't know what is going on, you're just going to be sitting there going, okay, these people hate these people and we're fighting and I have no idea what's going on because it's hard enough to remember the 20 films that have led to it. I know. I, I, I do. I think Jerry has mentioned that I'll probably look at it through rose-colored glasses, and I, I do you, I in a way. I think you've got your tinted glasses on for this. Yeah, because I I rewatched them all, leading up to Infinity yeah, again. So I mean, so come on. I had it all fresh in the mind. I was like, okay, that's brilliant. The way bring it. But, but like, by, by it, it is a great movie, and it's it's probably you know that Iron Man and Guardians of the Galaxy are probably the best three. Hmm. So I wouldn't say it's not. It's a good movie, but like. Nine out of ten is shocking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll get to me. We'll get to the let's. We're gonna have a little segue in between this little conversation. But boom! I'm gonna cut through my conversation with Jerry and Steve to try to get in a few more of my little transition tones and into little certain different segments of the podcast and um, but obviously we just continue talking through and i'll just edit that out and i'll cut it out and um, but that was the movie quiz between chair and steve uh if did you enjoy it as much as i did oh and i swear to god he's i know he comes across quite um aggressive there steve at times he's a lovely man and he wouldn't blame anybody for being a bit angry about life and things that happen to him so um he no he's uh obviously he's a very good friend and he's a uh, a lovely person to deal with and i just know exactly how to push his buttons so i kind of enjoy that sometimes and <laughs> uh, but it's all out of love it's pure love you know it's pure love between the two of us um so we're gonna have dan's top 10 with friends in shortly but i just wanted to throw in a bit of creative corner um i've been doing this regularly and i've reached out to i do my weekly creative class uh, writing class it's actually finished now this week uh, finished last week and uh, we're looking to publish something hopefully so all the every all the members of the class will hopefully publish bu- put together their short stories or poems and then publish a book or some sort i will see how that pans out and um, but one of the guys in the class who uh, kind of helped set up the class got the lecture and stuff uh, is uh, ken ryan and he he's a fantastic man, a very interesting to talk to, very interesting how his working methods. He's a poet, so um 
he writes other stories and stuff and stuff, but uh, poems, he's a big big man for the poems, and he just sits down, he writes the poem, and I, they all work out. I'm actually in marvel at some of them in the class who just can suddenly sit down, write out a poem very easily, and a quite meaningful poem. Um, so I've asked him to send me two poems, uh, his two poems that he read out in class a few weeks ago. Um, so without further ado, here are Ken Ryan's two poems. Uh, obviously, poems are quite short, so um, I was thinking when I played them twice. No, I won't play them twice because you can just go back and listen <laughs> if you want to go back and listen to the poem if you missed it. So I'll just play them once. Anyway, here's Ken's poems. Creative Corner with Dan. Pessimist, the Pessimist's Lament by Ken Ryan. Why the hell am I so horribly happy when I want to be delightfully crappy? Why can't it rain to darken my day and minor disaster to brighten my grey? Maybe I could start a fight or a spat. No, that would, that would be too much fun for all that. I'll sit and think of ways to be sad, delightfully and slightfully mad. I long for the sweetness by Ken Ryan. I long for the sweetness of my lover's kiss to sink into the the soft neverness of their embrace. I long for our hearts to beat in a harmony to passion's kiss, to feel our bodies entwine with a fierce, frightening and gentle touch, to love, make love, fight, make up, to be as one in love's bittersweet dream. that was Ken Ryan with two very short but f- interesting poems um, along for the sweetness and the pessimistic lament so thanks for Ken for sharing them um, I po- say poetry is so you can delve right into poetry and find these little meanings that you don't realise are there and then when you keep listening or read back you go my god yeah I didn't think of it like that or it's I know that sounds ridiculous and it sounds quite too very arty that you see all these but you really do, and like when I was in the English class years ago, I was never a big fan of poems. I was always kind of saying, "A oh, poem should rhyme all the time." There you go, like that. Just the a poem should rhyme all the time, and <laughs> um, you know, and I I do like the rhyme in poems, to be honest with you, um, because I just think it's quite. But I'm f- quite jealous of people who can write poetry, um, quite well and quite easily comes to them. Um, I wrote a little poem. A while back, um, but it kind of meant a little bit to me, so I might share it one day. Um, but it's like it's it's a medium or a creative writing process that I'd like to get involved in a little bit more. But uh, and you can delve into these poems quite a lot. So anyway, thanks for Ken Ryan for sharing this. I lo- I love that little line he did on the last one. It was like, uh, sit there and thinking of ways to be sad, the life free, and slightly mad. That's a great line. Um, so yeah, thanks for Ken Ryan for sharing those poems. Much appreciated. Um, if you have a poem you'd like to share or creative story or anything that you want to get on the podcast, sure, let me know. Follow me on social media, drop me a text or so, um, a message or an email or the whole lot. Um, so we're going back to our conversation with Jerry and Steve. So Without further ado, we're going to play that little transition ditty into Let's Get Dangerous 
Dan's top 10 with 10 with friends. <laughs> Dan's top 10 with friends. Here we go. Play that tune, Dan. It's Dan's top 10 with friends. Now it's time for Dan's top 10 with friends. So we're going to do our top 10. Top shows three, that, yeah, it's top three, but combined top yeah. 10. So yeah. we're combining our top 10. Okay. Uh, it's okay. three each because we discussed this already. Um, we didn't discuss all of them already. Yeah, thanks. But, discuss is a good one. It was more like a random text here. Think of yeah, this. I text. already have answers. Yeah, but, thanks. So we're, what we're going to put in number one, so you, none, none of us can have it, is True Detective. So then you have oh, your three. Hold on a second. <laughs> that, that, was, that was that was in my list. Had a big conversation about that show. So I knew you're both gonna. Yeah, I knew you're both gonna have it on your list. I'm gonna have it on my list. So let's put it on number one, and we all have three each. That makes I think, I think we could have been. I think we could have been completely ambiguous and put Breaking Bad as number one. Yeah. And because none of us really said it was in our top three, and it's yeah, probably true. the best show has ever made. So we, we, I think we could probably all be happy with that being the leftover. Okay, let's go. No, 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 no. You, you have, have your way now. Okay, okay. Because, so, well, Steve, Steve said he had it and you had it. So we could talk about it. It's number one, True Detective. It's a perfect miniseries. But well, uh, yeah, since you brought it up, Jerry, and you did, in fairness, you did choose a force. So, Jerry, you go ahead. You give us a spiel of how good and why this show is so good. Um. So... We're just true, you on the spot. Sorry. Yeah, right under the spot there. So it's specifically about the first one, right? Yeah. So and even though the even though the second one was quite good and the, the third one that went out was out about three or four years ago was excellent as well. The first one was just a perfect miniseries. Mm-hmm. Okay. Storyline was so engaging, and it was it was sometimes when you're watching a show and they're splitting between different decades, mm-hmm. they make you work to figure things out. Whereas this one, like this one, the segue between each decade was perfect. So not that not that you could figure things out easily, because you still had to, you know, have the big payoff at the end. Yeah. But switching between segues was really, really perfect, and they made you want to switch back to each one every time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Performances are out of this world. Like that Harrelson, like is just fantastic. In it. Woody Harrelson's amazing as it is, but in this show, he was out of this world. He was. He was really good. Now. He was fantastic, mm-hmm. and. Storyline was great. Uh, how much the two of them actually hated each other, Woody Harrelson and what's uh, Matthew McConaughey? Mm. How much the characters hated each other in the all in right, the most, right, most recent right. part of the decade was fantastic, and okay. their, their, the characters between themselves were just brilliant. I loved it. It was perfect from start to finishing. Now Stephen did mention it was slightly rushed in the end to get to the final. Um, to get to the final. Yeah, well, it was uh, eight in the end, wasn't it? Eight episodes, wasn't it? Yeah, it was eight yeah. episodes, but I, I, I think Stephen is correct in the sense, I think the second part of that last episode, they mm. they, they went in full troll to, yeah. you know, the, the place where they were, where they were actually going to find the people. And, and we talked it, about it. Was, it was a bit rushed. Yeah. But, you know, it, 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 I, I'd say it's like nine and a half out of ten. And yeah. it pure, the half is taken off because of the ending being rushed. But it's brilliant. Yeah. It's grim, and I mean, like, it's 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 so deep, and like the the idea of of unsolved missing people happens so often, and it happens like it, it happens in this country, let alone somewhere as vast as as you know the, the southern part of North America. Mm-hmm. So the fact that missing people stories can go on for decades is a real thing, 
Yeah. And the payoff at the end was great because I know you look a happy ending then. So <laughs> there was a relatively happy payoff at the end. Yeah. And, and it, it was worth it. It really, really, I think we all deserved the payoff at the end at this movie. No, it was a perfect little miniseries. It was yeah. great. And obviously we all talked about that scene in episode four, the opening, yeah. not the opening scene, it was the last scene of the episode. A constant, it's six minute, no takes. And you yeah. see it, it's been done now everywhere. Like on the yeah. show Vikings I worked on, they, they attempted to do it. Um, a lot of shows are attempting to do it now. That amazing one shot, no take, no cut. Um, yeah. And they actually got every, they, I think they did it six times. And mm. once every time, there was a mistake. So even the one that you see, it has a mistake in it. The boom right. hits off the roof. It's going through a door frame or something. You hear like right. a little bang or something. That's all it is. It's, it's very subtle. But it's, it's, it's such a great scene. It just yeah, it's amazing. captures you and it does not g- let go. Give me your um, Bradley, not Bradley Cooper, give me your um, what's the, lost his name? Matthew McConaughey. Uh, oh, yeah, right, McConaughey. Oh, right. I heard Steve done in the background there. Go ahead, Steve. It's, 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 you, more, like, it's more like, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. All right. Um, okay, so we start off with True Detective number one. So we'll go mm-hmm. with, we'll start now with our tree. So Steve, since you're talking about True Detective, you can go you're with after me. You're after kind of throwing, throwing me a, a bit oh, of so yeah. yeah, I'll let you go last then. How about that? Yeah, let, let, let's just have Stephen go there for us so I can just kind of have a bit of Just so yeah. I'm in the right uh, mindset here, number one is uh, True Detective, and that, that's it. Yeah, we're born now in... After this, okay. Yeah, we're, we're three each. See, I'm, I'm so... I, I don't know which one to go for here. But you know okay. what? If, if we're going three each and we're going personal, even though I'm going to give it to one of you if I don't say it, Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with Fargo season one. Yeah, amazing. Fargo uh, season one. Yep. Yeah. And the good. reason being, I was like, if I say, Brad, uh, not Brad, if I say um, Breaking Bad, it's gonna take you off. I don't know if you guys are gonna go Fargo, but Fargo for me, I have to give it. The reason being, uh, like Jer was saying about you know, uh, content one series, and there are other. Uh, there's now four seasons. I remember being just, this was in production. Mm. I really love Fargo, the film. And I was like, oh, why are people making a version of this or trying to jump on the back of the Coen bros? And I'll never forget watching the first one with the uh, with the actors that were in it. I was like, come on, uh, if, if, uh, if, if, Freeman and um oh my god uh what's the guy from the states in it and he used yeah, to be like, Bob Thornton isn't it? Thank you yeah yeah if the two of them are going to be in this and we're really in this realm of like good talent is going to be uh, on TV and blah 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 I was like okay I'm I'm going to give it a shot and I just remember pressing play and I was hooked I loved the mood of it and I and it had me and it just never let go for the whatever it's a, I think it's 10 episodes uh, 10 weeks I just could not wait to get to it again mm. that's I know, because I don't watch uh, TV usually uh, in um, release it's, time it's the opening it's the, the opening episode always when that opening episode gets you hooked so much like the Martin Freeman and the wife scene yeah like you weren't expecting that 
But no, the, I mean, like he's he's so belittled, isn't he? And it's amazing. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. And and I just I loved then the kind of when we start to add in side characters like the two cops or not the two cops, the two gangsters. Uh, one of which is a guy that you see an awful lot of, but I can't remember his name. But we kind of grow and we get to know these. So it's just you know it kind of goes out and I suddenly very quickly I realized that they're not taking the Mickey out of the Coen Brothers. We're just getting it on steroids. It just yeah. happens to have Fargo, but we're getting those kind of you know southern cold free or, or central so central uh i think american hmm. characters and locations that in winter are just white snow everywhere and i really love that and it, like you can feel the cold looking at it but in a kind of joyful goofy way with serious murder i also love uh, the lady i can't remember her name but she ends basically becoming uh francis mcdormand in it in the sense of she's the, the cop that leads it. But then he ends up later on uh, partnering up with a cop from another uh, uh, area. And okay, I let's not go through the whole story. No, but I'm just saying, the two, what I loved about it was, it was Fargo for hours, and but it also wasn't. It was doing its own thing. I love the fact that the ladies were great and they were kicking ass. But oh, jeez. Oh, come on now. Oh, jeez. Oh, you, oh, going on like oh you, you betcha. Now, if you just take that through code, oh, you've got exudation problems. But uh, look, I just want to say one thing, right? Okay. And that is, for me, you were saying about, you know, the whole thing we said, Jer, uh, of that last season, uh, the last episode of uh, True, True Detective. It's a bit more raced because it's so slow and hinting and calm for the whole thing. Mm. What I loved about Fargo was Fargo went slow and built up and then I'll never forget this. For me, it was just like this big, wow. I never would expect a, a TV show to do this, but we're driving along with, uh, is it Colin Hanks? Is that? Yeah, yeah. Colin Hanks. Yeah, we're Colin driving Hanks. along with Colin Hanks and, and his whole character has gone through gro- like a, a, a growth of just change. He, he's driving, single shot, and then we sort of blend and we're bleeding to something else. And then it just goes one year later. And then it fades down and we're still dry. And I was just like, oh my God, I've never seen a, a, a TV miniseries of, or anything just in real time go one year later. For me, that was a big shock and I, I really grabbed me. I, was, I found it so impressive. And then- I find yeah. shows are doing that actually a lot more now as well. They're always skipping like big year chunks and stuff. Yeah, um, but definitely for me in the last decade it's just it's so we use up all your time here steve so that's you don't get to go again now no problem no no problem. Yeah, uh, so really. we have two on the list i'm gonna go because jerry's uh, is compiling his ones uh compiling i should say and uh, so my one is going to be because i'm not going to shock you here because it has to be on the list and if you aren't going to say it, i'll say breaking bad has to be on the list because it is the well, like, yeah, it's, it's universal, fantastic, isn't it? An amazing TV series from start to finish. And I found the series, I kind of take credit for it because I found it before anybody, honestly. I because I, I remember Netflix. <laughs> well, next, no, AMC at the start, and uh, Netflix. Did, bought you, it. I, did you introduce that to me? You must, yeah, have. I probably would have. I introduced it to a lot of people because I found, I found it randomly. Um, because it was, you know, as you can see behind me, I collect DVDs and stuff. Um, so. Well, actually, the audience, the listeners can't see behind mm-hmm. me, but that's a lot of DVDs behind me right now. Yeah, most um, of them are TV guys, but you knew that already. Continue. Well, please. this is a TV top 10, Stephen. I know. So, Thank um, you, Daniel. Thank you. So this, yeah, well, I found it. I remember 
fl- flick and buy DVD things, and uh, Breaking Bad came up, and it was a quite, it was cheap or something. And I said, "Oh, Brian Cranston's in it," and he had his pants down in the cover of the film, because that's the opening scene when he's in the green T-shirt. Yeah. He had, mm-hmm. he's in his tidy whities and I said, "Comedy drama kind of thing." And I said, "I thought it was going to be a comedy drama." I was like, "Oh, Malcolm in the Middle, he he was hilarious. This is going to be great, like you know." And I ordered it, bought it. I was amazed by it, and I just kept telling people, "Oh, you got to watch this series." And every, it was like every season had one episode that was like the shocking episode. And mm-hmm. I think season one had it was when he goes into the drug den and he has the crystal meth that he made. And then he just turns and he throws it on the ground. Oh, yeah. And yeah, then it just goes cuts outside and you just see the whole building going. And it's, like, <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. And then every kind of season had that one mm-hmm. shocking. Like, oh. And then, like, you know, the way they built it up with the bear in the swimming pool in season two, you're like, what is that bear? That's oh, it has to be something going on in the house, and then you're questioning everything, and then every moment, and to watch that character to go through from a such a well, like he he was always kind of such an anti-hero, uh, mm. by the end of it, like you know, uh, but you always rooted for him, regardless. You wanted him because you know it was all it all came from a good place. It all yeah. started from a good place. He maybe got corrupt, not really corrupt, but. He really just wanted yeah. to look I think after what I, what I found amazing, amazing about the character was that, like, you rooted for him. He was a good guy coming from a good place. But there was also something very unlikable about him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas, so what, was your, what was the other character's name? That, sorry, the other... Um... Uh, Jesse. Yeah, Jesse Pinkman. Yeah, well... Even though, even yeah, though he ahead. was, like, he was... He was, I suppose, the criminal of both of them. And he was the, he was the one you were supposed to dislike because of mm-hmm. his, because of his background. I found him much more likable, which was really strange, and I think that's that, that's that's the real class of that show. He definitely there. becomes more likable, and he he, he, yeah. he becomes the focus. Really, obviously, he gets to stand alone yeah. at the end of it. Uh, but um, and he was not. He was he was going to be killed. Like, like yeah. if that royal strike didn't happen in season two. Uh, Finn Skilligan had him to be murdered in season two, but that's why there was a, a shorter episode number. Um. And that's why they, they didn't kill him off in the end and he used him. Thank God that didn't happen. Yeah. Thank yeah. God they killed Yeah, him. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So yeah, look, that's, uh, look I, I think I think nobody could argue with that thing. Yeah, exactly. Thing, they, in, this dec- I mean? in, the last, in the last decade, it has to be there. Yeah. So now we're back around to yourself, Chair. So number four on the list. Again, I, folks, this is not in any order. It's in yeah. the top ten, no order, but go ahead. So this one, this one is... One another kind of a one-off series. I think it came out maybe 2018, 2017-ish. And I suppose but I don't think neither of you, either of you have seen it. It's Escape from Danamore. I haven't watched haven't it yet, and I'm dying to watch it. I'm dying. It ben Stiller directed it. Work. Ben Stiller directed it. Um, it's got Patricia Arquette, Benicio del Toro, and um, Paul Dano. Wow. But, um, so it's it's basically a story of how these two um criminals seduce. Uh, I, I can't quite I think she might be she's, she's obviously like a security guard there or a prison guard there but they seduce her so that they can try to escape her and um, it's ba- it is based on a true story and they eventually they do get out of prison because they have seduced her and um, the plan or at least the plan that they've told her is that the three of them are going to escape together to Mexico and she's supposed to pick them up at a certain point but she gets cold feet so the two lads have to make a run for it themselves Okay. It's it's just it's 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 really it's actually really funny, which hmm. is strange because neither neither of the three main characters would be like I suppose Hollywood beautiful, and the three of them 
played really ugly people. I don't, mean, <laughs> I, don't just, I, I don't just mean that by their by their looks, but they played like just ugly people, like mm. not nice characters. You know what I mean? So their interactions with each other are hilarious, like you know what I mean? And and it's it was it was the anti Hollywood as a production and and a and, and a story, and it was just brilliant. It was very well told and. But- between uh, Escape from uh, Donnemara and um, the was it the act she was in? Um, did you hear the story um, about the? I haven't actually watched it yet. I've only seen well, I've watched one episode, but, and her, her daughter, she's pretending to her daughter that she's sick. I think it might be the act. It's called that's that's another one where her performances and then two TV shows mm. are actually out of this world. I didn't even know she was that good at acting. <laughs> she was out of, out of this world in the show, but it's it's pretty story and it's it's kind of hard to believe it's based on true events, but mm. they they, they, they do speak show. about it. I kind of don't want to tell you too much because because neither of you have seen it, mm. and it's nice to go into something blindly, completely fresh. Yeah. Don't know yeah. a lot about. It. What but, is it? Is it you know eight 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 six? How many? Eight eight part series. Yeah, eight part series. Yeah. Okay. But it, it's just yeah, it, it's it's brilliant. And the two lads, like the two characters, like. Benicio del Toro and Paul Dano, like they're they're incredibly, you know, they're fantastic at seducing her, and you know they, they give us the the viewer the opinion yeah. that they have feelings for, her, but they they don't give a shit, and and they're they're <laughs> very vindictive in their actions, like and as you'd expect, they are hardened criminals, like you know what I mean. But it's a yeah. brilliant, brilliant story, and it it's them preying on on Patricia Arquette is is just fantastic, really really brilliant. You should give it a bash. Well do. Pretty good. All right, Steve, you go ahead. Okay, sorry. Um, yeah, I knew I should have gone Breaking Bad because now I have to look at what uh, Edge. Well, I'll jump ahead of you if you want. No, you won't. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. You know what? I'll go. Oh, no, that's okay. Thank you for being the host and then leaving it as we discuss something. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, oh, you're joining Welcome us back. Thank you so much, Dan. Thank you. Thank you. I had, to cl- I had to close my door, sorry. Yes, yes, close your door. I didn't want to wake no. my son up. Okay, door. you know what? I I was like, do I go for this one, go, go for that one? But I'm going to go for this one. And the reason being is I didn't know what to expect. First episode, it was like, oh, second episode, it had me. And then I have to say, I was hooked on it. Shit's Creek. Ooh. Mm. Loved it. Well, I just recently finished it. So, uh, but I'll let you go ahead with your little spiel. Go ahead. I just, I, I had no idea what to expect. And I think Magda and I were looking for something, you know, that, that'd be up there with actually another one that I possibly should put into it of um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah. Kind of like dry, but also just straight humor, humor with a great group of characters and we get to know them more. Right. And, and short time uh, running time so that you could bang through them if you want to sit down for an hour and a half or if you only want to spend like literally 28 minutes, you're going to have a laugh and be done. We gave it a shot. And I just remember when it kicks off, it was it was also so unusual because like every time I see that man, God bless him, I can't remember his name, but I'm always going to think of American Pie, dad. Yeah. yeah. And, and I yeah. loved him in all three of the American Pie trilogy, but I just think of him and I was like, well, you have this great dry sense of humor. What are you going to be like? Finding out that his son and him developed this. Yeah, Eugene Levy. And then I was like, okay. And 
I just was like, let's give it a shot. And first episode, it's like all rich and cocky and whatever. And then it's like, yeah, go down to absolute arsehole and nowhere and just go and start living with real people because you have to, because you've lost everything. Um, and it was real. It was brilliant. You know, what, what, what's that traditional name of um, plucked out of water or whatever and they're going to the world that they don't know? And all the characters that you meet and you get to know and you fall in love with them all. And I just love the, the sense of humour. Like, it's, it's, it's so dry at times. Yeah, it is quite a dry comedy. It's uh, very... Um, there is great moments, you know, Dan Levy's character, who... <laughs> yeah. The outfits he wears, you know, the pure black and white stuff. There's a lot of funny moments to it. I will say I wouldn't have it on my top ten. I'm not going to argue. Yeah, I'm going to plump it down on this one. I found it very safe as a comedy. Yeah. Yeah, um, I not, I, didn't dislike it, but I just it was a bit. I just found it a bit too safe. It was it was like I don't know. I, you you know you know when you watch a show and and they almost want to please every viewer that watches it. I felt yeah, yeah. And I, it just a little too safe. Yeah, it was very um, and also I felt like I, I did enjoy it. Don't get me wrong, but I was kind of forcing myself to watch it. <laughs> I know that sounds weird, but I wanted to finish it kind of thing. Like, mm. and I wasn't looking forward to watching it. Well, I was, but I wasn't. If, if that right. makes any sense, I know that doesn't make sense really, but um, I wanted to see how it ended. I wanted to see how the show continued because I was invested in the characters, but I wasn't like laugh out loud moments or I, I don't think I'd ever rewatch it. And for me, I rewatch sitcoms all the time. I don't, can't see myself rewatching it. I think I've done it with it, but. Uh, it's your list. It's our combined list, so it has to be on it. So I'll accept it, Steve. No problem. All right, cool. I love how you said it has to be on there. It has to be. Oh, it doesn't have to be. Well, <laughs> let's. Keep, we, we might debate that afterwards. It's just another one. I think there is a few that deserve to be on it more. To be honest with you, but <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm sure there is. And the next one that I'm gonna put in there, it it deserves to be higher. But I just looked. Well, well you know, like Jerbo has escaped from Danimori. Neither of us has seen it, so we're accepting that one on the list. So we never a dark and boring list. We have to be uh, diplomatic here. You know, we're all come Big together here to make this list. So my one yeah. for number six. It's going to be, Steve might hate it, but it's GOT, A Game of Thrones. It has to be the show of the decade. Like it's, <laughs> I'm sorry, but I think it's going to be on a lot of people's lists. So if we didn't mention it, people would be either tuning to me or sending me hate mail going, Yeah, but that'd be good. Then people would actually- There's no way you get it. any other mail other than hate mail. No way. Yeah, no, it's all pure hate mail. <laughs> so it's yeah. like, what are you killed? Like, what? I- I, I, loved, this I, I absolutely loved it. Um, I loved. I, I, I've read the books as far as they've gone, and I think the issue I have with it is that as soon as the books ran out, they just couldn't compete with the storyline. Yeah, you you loved having that one up on me throughout the whole four few seasons. He's like, oh no, well, but I, I, I've I, read all I, the I books. So be, I know what's happening. <laughs> I don't want to be one of them people that says I've read the books and I'm better than you because of that. But I am. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I love the way no, you I, do think, I do think I can't I, I'm not even sure what how many seasons were in it was it nine or ten? There was no there was only six no, seasons. I think it's no seven, seven sorry, sorry. Seven seven to so, split. I think seven to split. So okay. it's really eight. Right, eight, okay. So I think I think they fin I think he stopped writing maybe at the fifth book. Has he had the sixth book? I can't remember what it was, but has he I finished think, the last book? No, no, no. He's he's got two books that are, that he has to finish off okay. to complete the story. Now, I, look, 
He saw the deal as well to do another HBO show. Yeah. Oh, look, he's yeah. never going to finish the books. He'd be dead long before that finished. It's so sad, isn't it, in a way? I don't know if any is afraid of the Dune novels by Frank Herbert, but he created this amazing world. There's a movie coming out about it next year, actually. Okay. But, like, he, he wrote three amazing books based on these Dune novels, and he died. And, like, I think his sons tried to recreate and finish the story off, and they were just cack. So I fully think that that's what's going to happen with, with the Song of Ice and Fire series. But having said that, you know, it probably does deserve to be in the top 10. Yeah. Of, 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 of that decade. Because it was the show talked over the decade. It was shot in Ireland. Now, it was competing with Vikings so that was shot down south while Game of Thrones was just fighting up the north. Um, so that's mm-hmm. kind of competitiveness to me, obviously, but uh, I couldn't say. I, I actually would not... Well, we're we're not going to say which one was more successful, Dan. Do you know, yeah, we're not going to shouldn't. That Listen, <laughs> you Vikings, I mean? is quite, Vikings is quite um, European. Wired. <laughs> People love it, Europeans. Um, but obviously, Game of Thrones is the global success that it is. You know what's uh, actually brilliant? Uh, speaking of Vikings, did you watch The Last Kingdom? Uh, no, no, I've no. I know of it. It's about it's about Ragnar's sons, yeah. isn't it, or something? Or, yeah, or that's, is Ragnar? Really good. Hmm. Uh, I'm gonna be honest with you. I've only watched it once, and it was a while back, so I don't know the main character's name. Um, but it's that's really really good. Okay, great. That so, is not in my top ten. No, damn it. I'm going to show. Uh, so number seven, Jer, in our combined list. And right, number... so I, I have one I have one definite that I'm going for, right? Okay. So for this one, I mulled over two, and I had to kind of pick. They're probably not going to be in the top ten of, of the decade for people, okay. but it's definitely definitely the show I enjoy the most and I've re-watched the most since it's come out in, okay. in that ten-year period, and Here it's Narcos. Oh, <gasps> No, I think a lot of people will say Narcos now, in fairness. But maybe they would. I, yeah. I just, I, I know it's kind of 50 50. A lot of people just haven't watched it because they won't watch anything that has. The subtitles uh, are too lazy but, to read. Yeah. So, I know, in fairness, sometimes I hate subtitles myself, to be honest. Well, yeah, that's because you can't. Sure, read you them. hate subtitles full stuff. <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah, but you hate no. text in general. You can't even read a book. Yeah. So, and, like, in fairness, yeah, you yeah. do text a lot in the WhatsApp group. I'm with the audio messages being. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I think I think it's a brilliant show. It, like, no, it I, is. I, I think I think when it gets to the Cali cartel in the fourth season, it's slightly rushed because they only do one season covering that period of time. But yeah, like I wanted. I just wanted immense. Pablo to keep going just for more. Oh, like I mean, like you just want. You want them to never kill Pablo. He's yeah, especially the actor. What's his name? Pa- uh, Pablo Mora or something like that. Or, yeah, he was great. Uh, he just he's just amazing. And you know, he didn't even speak, um, because he's from Brazil, so he 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 speaks Portuguese. He never he didn't even know Spanish. He had to learn relearn Spanish to do that role, oh, and wow. and learn the dialect and learn the you know the like the particular accent and all of that. He just just that's just immense. And I know every actor does that, but yeah. I just think when you when you think of the Latin languages, how how. I can only imagine how difficult that must be. He, he was immense. He was. Yeah, and then the entire show was brilliant. I loved it from start to finish. And I, I've I've watched it, I think four times since it's come out. Have you really? Wow, um, I haven't done a rewatch now. I've watched the fourth yeah. time. I haven't done a rewatch in that time. I just can't get enough of it. And I would no. say that is the show that has brought me down the biggest rabbit holes of internet searches. I was just gonna say that, like you're obviously the same as me then, and most people do this yeah. when you watch like a document not a documentary but a, a fiction, fictionalised yeah. true story you're mm-hmm. always looking up the real stuff aren't you like a, oh absolutely 
you're always yeah. like, oh, I wonder if you're looking up. Mm. Even sometimes and during like, it, like I remember you've about you've about sixteen tabs open because okay, I want to <laughs> I want to read about him later and him and him and him yeah, exactly. And him. Yeah. But I loved it. I loved it. Now it was between that and the Peaky Blinders. Oh, that, that was spot. one. Okay. Yeah. Now, I, I was going to mention Peaky Blinders. Peaky. I love it, but season yeah. four. Let's just get so this creek off. Uh, and we go peaky. Just, <laughs> actually, in, in all fairness, if you want to do that, because I I, I should have had peaky on it. Now I'm yeah. I haven't finished peaky. I'm not up to date. I'm actually in season four, and I actually the last season the is probably fantastic, Steve. Actually, yeah, no, no, season better. five really picks back up. Yeah, right. it does. Gets right. really better. Yeah. But that is the only reason I chose Narcos over Peaky's. Okay. Well, you did have a, yeah a lot of rewatches. Well, that's well cool. can, yeah. can 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 I replace Shit's Creek with Peaky? Are you happy? Oh, yeah, I'll be happy with that. I'm delighted with that. Yeah, great. Go on, so go on, go for it. In fact, we insist. Now, you'll probably give out one more one, but anyway, you're up next, Steve. So, you're last one. Okay, so, so. Number eight I... on the list. Okay, so let me just. So, you had Look, I... mm-hmm. Fargo, Peaky, and now what do you have? Yeah, okay. Look, it's going to be. Yeah. No, I got to go with this one. Okay. Downton's Abbey. Down I, you, I was waiting for this. I wanted you to pitch it to me because I've never watched one fucking episode of it. Now okay. my mom loved it, obviously. Okay, uh, so a lot of people. It's so big in America. Why is it so big in America? Tell that. Okay, I, I, I don't get, know. It kept getting Emmy awards and everything. But go ahead, give me your pitch. Oh, Why should I watch this show? My pitch on this one is, I had not, I had no idea what to expect. Like your mom, uh, she loved it. My mom, I think, saw the first season or maybe only a bit and I know she was talking about it and then she passed right and for years later I would think about this show and I was like oh whatever I don't really want to look at what is it classy British people or whatever it's going to be and then when I got sick and I I just would be sitting at home Magda uh, when she'd come back from work we, we didn't really want to watch anything that would be heavy or whatever and I think it was it came onto Netflix and she's like do you want to give this a try and i was like yeah sure and i honestly didn't know what to expect i thought i'd be bored well the score kicked off on the opening scene and i was like wow love the music i actually have the cd in the car and i listen to it so much because it just it's beautiful music but anyway it pulled me in and i was like right and then it introduces the classy people I, I don't know if they're taking the piss out of sort of like well-off or classic rich king queen or, or those kind of like, you know, the way you hear about, well, the, these people live down here and they're like a cousin of the queen. Blah, blah, blah. I don't know if any of this is what it is, but for me, it was just this big home, this classiness and this level of people in the, I think, was it 1920s? It actually go back, it goes back a little bit and it's sort of like, we're seeing England at a different time, which I don't really know much about. Mm. However, underground, you're seeing the staff that work for them and you're seeing the whole monotony that they go through of ringing the doorbell or ringing this bell for that. And then you get to know these characters. And what, what I would have expected from, I can't remember the man's name, but the, the, the dad and the leader of the family, I, I expected him to be a dickhead and he's not. He's a really lovely daddy fella and you're just going on his journey you're going on to the kids the yeah. girls you start to deal with the world war then and how it changes the characterization of people who'd be well off and really 
well to do and they look after themselves and then they get real <laughs> and they, they, they rip it apart and it, 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 it actually introduces them to a world that they probably would never have experienced had it not happened. And I suppose it, it, it's saying so much about, you know, generational learning, how people might look at British or that uh, group of... Now, I don't know what the right word should be, but I'm going to say that kind of upper class, kind of high that class. upper class, right? Yeah. Mixed with the lower business or not even business, the business class and then the lower working class. But they're all human beings and they're great. And they're, the, the journey that we get with some of these characters, especially the, the daughter who goes from pure bitch who doesn't care to, about anything to you end up just loving her and you're behind her. And Jesus, she has such a hard journey and a hard life to um, this, the elderly couple that is like, uh, your man is basically uh, the da- uh, the the he's like the, the leader of the house mm. and he's got such great charm and class and then he, another character falls in love with him. I just loved it and it came to me at a perfect time where I just escaped. As a special kind of moment, a special yeah. thing in your heart. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's fair enough. Yeah. And I escaped kind of the mm. now, the current time into a decade, an era of the like twenties, thirties. There is a thing about period pieces. A lot of people love them, like you know yeah. that Bridgerton. I haven't watched it either, but everybody mad, mad for it. That everybody's either. mad for it. There's an escapism involved in that, isn't there? Like it's just. It's, yeah. it's, and no, like, I actually haven't seen Downton Abbey, so I'll, I'll have to take Stephen's word for it. Yeah. yeah. The, the, so the, yeah, the side of me as well is like just the wardrobe and and the everything about it just there's a great look and feel and i would say by all means give it a shot okay well i will though i will have to give out because you did say you put it ahead of game of thrones which i'm not really that pleased about i would i would and i'll tell you why game of thrones is, is good but uh there's two big things the first season brilliant wow it has me hooked you've got sean bean i love him and everything i was like wow 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 and then, boom, season one ends and you're like, oh my Jesus, where are we going? And then shit gets real and real. And it had me. But then you, after... stick with your, you stick with your tea and crumpets, I'll stick with sex, dragons and rock and roll, baby. Yeah, but <laughs> look, it just, it lost the grip on me a bit. Um, and I felt a bit rushed. And there's a big thing for me of, I don't know what that villain is, but the guy that we're waiting for years to see. And then he's standing the there. Yeah. And then we don't fight him or nothing. He just, <laughs> and you're like, that's that's an ominous threat. Like that's a brilliant ominous threat. Like like that's how yeah, it, that's yeah, you have to admit you have to admit the Night King in the last season was, was just shite. Yeah, he was a bit it's silly like, at the end. And, like, yeah, they, just, they stamp it, it, all over this character that had such a great presence to himself. Yeah. Like the, the 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 quickest way to to think of that is Lord of the Rings. Yeah, Sauron is pure evil that we never see, but he never loses the grip on us. Yeah. Yeah. in a book or in a film and you're just like wow so but i think yeah. i think when you invest that much into a show the viewers deserve a better payoff than we were yeah. given yeah exactly yeah it's, just, it's, it's like oh all these big shows sometimes find it really hard to end the like gloss so, found it so yeah. hard to oh end. wow yeah so anyway uh i'll move on because we don't want to i don't want to take up too much of your time i'm conscious of the time here but uh, the last one is uh, on my list and the number nine are combined list you will probably argue with me, but I have to have it on the list. It's it started just at the end of 09, but it ran all the way through uh, the decade, 
and it didn't end. Nine. It just, <laughs> I knew you were going to say this. It started at the end of 09, but it ran all the way through the decade. It was oh, 2009. But it was a show of this decade. <laughs> uh, and I reviewed it on my first ever Let's Get Dangerous in back yeah. in college. It's Modern right. Family. Um, because Which started in... Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I think the last time we were on, we had the same trouble with you as well. Didn't we talk about best films? You were talking well, about a movie from 2019 and you were trying to sneak it in there, weren't you? It was a show of the decade because like, all right, you had four episodes before... 2010 or whatever it is but um you had this show ran all the way through the decade it had 10 into 11 actually i think it was 10 seasons yeah but the simpsons ran through this decade as well no but it didn't start what it didn't feel like a decade of modern family this was the decade of modern family okay i'm having it on the list we'll debate it all day long but uh it's, oh, that, that that's fair enough I it's think... a take it's a takeaway show and it's similar to what steve says it's a comfort show for me I, I like I could yeah, watch it any time. I, I feel comfort when I'm watching it. I feel warm, cozy, family mm-hmm. life, happiness. Um, I think you can easily binge on the on that, can't you? Yeah, Ten episodes, yeah, done. Exactly, and it's a it's a fun binge as well. Like you're actually looking yeah. forward to the next one. Like you know, I know it is. It's a brilliant show. So um, and it's a mockumentary that we meet myself and Jerry, We love mockumentaries anyway, and so it was yeah. a kind of smart way of doing a mockumentary. And I'm glad mm-hmm. they didn't end the the way most mockumentaries try to do and bring. You behind the fourth wall. That's yeah. what the U the US office did. Um to bring in the crew at the last season just to kind of go, okay, what's yeah, the documentary the, we shot? The US office should have US office should have ended with Michael left, really, shouldn't it? Yeah, like you could have got you, you get away with that the British British office that bring out the documentary because mm-hmm. it's only two seasons, bring out that documentary. But to say you're recording this staff for 10 years and then we're bringing out this documentary and only four episodes was a bit silly. So I'm glad Modern Family didn't do that. They kept it there just to kind of feel like it's like Parks and Rec. That's a mockumentary style, but it actually isn't mm. a mockumentary, you know. Anyway, so it's on my list, number nine. So um, and the last one mm. is gonna be mm. for you, Jer, and I combine number 10. So go ahead. Yeah, now this one came out in 2004. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's it, just drop them off. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I forgot we were doing a decade. I was like, <laughs> you bastard. Oh, thanks for paying attention, though. Yeah, I, I was just right. checking something. Sorry. So this one snuck in in 2019. Right. And I actually only watched 2019, so. Yeah. So it just got, it just made it. Okay. And I think it may be in my top five television shows ever. <gasps> certainly. Certainly. This is big talk. This is big, big talk. No, it's definitely my top five comedies ever. Oh, I don't know comedy if as well. I've watched oh, it. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Bag is one of the best. Fleabag. Oh, pretty good. Television shows never watched. Ever watched. It's Have fantastic. It? Yeah, it's fantastic. It no. is great. No, it is it great. Is. Andrew Scott is the priest in the second season. And actually, oh, the whole man. thing is great. Yeah, go ahead. What, uh, Phoebe Waller Bridge, isn't it? Yeah, Royer director. Um, she's based on a play. It's really good. Really strong and utterly fantastic. It's it, it completely took me by surprise. I could, I actually. I, 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 I can't remember myself laughing that much yeah. in such a short space of time, like since since I'd watched something like Arrested Development or, you know, The Office or something like yeah. that. It was just, it was, it, 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 like, I couldn't believe how good it was. I didn't know we and, watched Feedback. Sure, we could have been talking about this ages ago, but this is great. Um, it for the moment. Yeah, you were, you shocked me. But uh, it's a fantastic it is, series. Yeah. 
it is absolutely amazing. And Stephen, you need to watch this. Yeah, okay. And, and it's very easy. It's only yeah. two seasons, six episodes a season. Mm. No true. to twelve episodes. She's not yeah. doing any more. It's just it's it's gonna go down as a show that has a perfect twelve episodes. Mm. And, wow. And it's it's amazing. It's it's definitely the best comedy I've seen probably since The Office. I say the Bruno Law character is one that you'd like, Jerry, for some reason. He's just, just he, he is <laughs> it's just, it's just, like pitifully disgusting, but amazing <laughs> at the same time, isn't he? Yeah. And the priest, I mean, Andrew Scott when he comes into the second season, mm. it's hard to believe you can introduce a character after such a strong four season and him be like possibly the best in it. That opening, but, that opening episode oh, in the, the restaurant. Is oh my god! Mm. It just like. Speaking Smart. about speaking about filming and, and and immense actors and incredible chemistry. And that, that uses insane. a lot of different genres. Like, you know, like they break the fourth yeah. wall. Obviously, she talks to the camera, they uh they yeah. use a lot of different techniques, but it's all works well. Um yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. So yeah. uh, I think, glad I, to think every, that, I think everybody who watches the fourth episode and not knows about it will see her looking at the screen and go, Oh, I'm not sure about this. Exactly. But within yeah. like what 60 seconds she delivers one of the best lines I've ever heard on television. Yeah. And you're just in and you're hooked and you're like, yeah, she can break the fort wall whenever she wants. Okay, that's great. So I'll give it a uh, shot. Now I, I kind of went I kind of went backwards with mine. That's actually highest on the list for me. Oh, very good. Well, it doesn't matter if we don't go with yeah. rates here, but I'll call our 10, right? And then we'll all get one honorable mention. Um, because we have to do all normal mentions here, as you know. So we had True Detective, Fargo, Breaking Bad, Escape from Delamora, uh, Peaky Blinders, Game of Thrones, Narcos, Down to Abbey, Modern Family, Fleabag. I think that's a strong top 10. So yeah. congratulations, lads. Um, my combined, my honorable mention is, because I'm watching it right now, and the whole world is gripped to it at the moment, but I'm only on season three. It's Line of Dewey. It's actually very good. It's like you know, I haven't. I've been trending to watch it for ages, and I haven't. It's really good, yeah. It's it's actually really good. It's really um keeps you hooked every episode, and it's yeah. intriguing, and it's a strong British uh like drama series, you know. And there's a lot of Irish actors in it as well, actually, and right. a lot of Irish crew are working on it. Well, I know the world has gone mad for season six at the moment, so I'm staying off Twitter, but so I'm only on season four, but still, it's a great show. It's um so that's my honourable mention. No, I had loads more on my mentions, but we can only get yeah. one each. So go ahead, Steve. Uh, I sort of was battling for this, but I think for just the, the sheer comedic value that it gave me, even though the final season was not on par, it was Parks and Rec. Oh, no, that's a great honorable mention. Yeah, it's, it is a fantastic season. Did you watch the reunion? It was only yeah. a Zoom call reunion. It wasn't great. Yeah. But, uh, and it was nice, but I just like it introduced me to um oh my god, what's his Amy name? Amy Poehler. Oh no, uh, Ron Swanson. Ron Swanson, one of the best and... comedic characters ever created. <laughs> He's just, he was just pure hilarious. Everything about like cooking the barbecue, being an absolute ah, but you just loved him anyway. And the the journey that we went with him. I was hooked on it and it just led me, it introduced me to that actor. And I know if he's yeah, gone, you've got to put that, you've got to put that ahead of shits for you. No, you have to, please. Yeah, I, yeah, I would, I, I would put that ahead of shits. Grand, but, so shits is definitely gone off the table. Yeah, well, Brilliant. okay. <laughs> but, but, um, yeah, Parks and Rec would be my honorable. Okay. All right, Jerry, your honorable mention. Um, it was going to be Peaky Blindness, but okay. obviously that, that deserves to be in the top 10. So I think I'll go with. 
and especially the first three seasons of Sherlock. Oh, yeah. Sherlock's very strong. I still haven't finished And they're another one that you can binge on a little bit. I know they're an hour and a half episodes, so it's like a film each one. one. Well, you, can definitely, you rock you rock a full yeah. weekend there with Cher like it's absolutely yeah, you know, it, yeah. the last season that went by wasn't great it was a bit weak but he's such a strong actor for Cher he is so strong oh but I mean the, the entire cast yeah, yeah no yeah I think I think Martin Freeman at the start got an awful lot of criticism because he, they, people just said oh he's just playing Tim again but yeah I know yeah, yeah. he was such a, what a great down the board of Ben the Cumberbatch and yeah he was all right, that's well. That's our combined top ten. I do appreciate it. Fair play to you for, as always for this time. I really do appreciate this. I'm pretty sure on. he just cut me off there, Stephen. But he cut yeah, me you off. know he did. <laughs> uh, my my question was going to be, uh, what are we going to talk about now? But I get vibe he's like putting the mic down or something. Oh no! Well, okay. no well, this is only going to be. This is only meant to, of, every, of every century. This is only meant to be a 20, 20 minute segment, part of an oh, episode. Oh right, okay. Now fine. this is going to be had to be a whole episode on its own, and it's going to have to be yeah, well, two mains and an egg. So I think he's deserved another episode by ourselves. Yeah. Two mains and an egg. Two mains and an egg. Yeah, um, so, I haven't I haven't checked the numbers, but I'm assuming the one we've been on together has been the highest rating one. There were seven people listening to that, wasn't it? Yeah, no, it's like no way. You you got you got into double figures there. You got the ten. You got ten. We we hit the ten. You got the ten. Um, Ooh. but uh, this one this will get triple figures, oh, if not quadruple figures. <laughs> now, were you about to say triple there? I, <laughs> <laughs> I might have been. I might have you were been. very close to it, weren't you? I was very close to saying that, right? Yeah. Uh, Steve, you like if the if the audience could see this, like you you literally got darker and darker as the night went on. I know. <laughs> yeah, it's like my soul. You know, that's it. Like the 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 light in Stephen's room got darker as his mood did. <laughs> it got real dark on stage. We can just see his eyeballs now. I know. <laughs> That oh. and just like the odd, you can see my teeth. Yeah, every now smile, just like with well, a lovely teeth, nice and white, and nice yeah, and clean. So I do. Uh, I try and look after them. It's because the light, uh, I, it's a dim one, and it's miles away, and I was just not ours taking everything off because I have the laptop on my lap, and I was like, ah, I'm sure the lads won't mind the little romantic look. Have the- you got? Have you gone back to eating meat yet? For fuck's sake! I, I think you need to be tell us that you're only dressed in the waist up, Stephen. Oh, that's the only way I ever dressed here. Yeah. <laughs> um, no me. I will never eat meat unless I absolutely have to. I'm a vegan for life. Go and watch if you see how we are fecking up this world. But also, as you know, it's mainly for health reasons for me. No, I've seen a lot of other documentaries that if like nobody at me, yes, we'd be in trouble. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Definitely big trouble. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I won't keep this any longer. We're we're into. And close to two hours together, so uh, it went fly by, flew by, fly by, well, flown by, even. By <laughs> even. Yeah, let's look, let, let's use the language. Why not? Yeah, yeah. the yeah, plane yeah. flew by. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't miss the, I don't miss the teasing. Um, I, I would, I, I'm only joking. I do miss that, and I love it, and I think the audience love it too. So, thanks for uh, joining me today, and I'll see you all soon. Take care. Take care. And that's it. It's another episode in the books. 
Can you believe it? Episode 18. Two mains and an egg. The WhatsApp group and um, <laughs> the conversation between Jer, Steve and uh, myself. So uh, I'll pull up uh, our combined top 10 TV shows of the decade. I'll put that up on social media just so I have a look and you can argue about them and let me know which ones you would have put in there instead. Which ones you don't think should deserve to be there. Which ones should have been there instead. The whole lot. Um, so that's uh, another episode in the can, in the books, as it will. So thank you as always for listening. Much appreciated. As I said at the start of the episode, you know, um, um, I say it every episode and say it towards the end of every episode. Oh, I won't be, I'll be back soon enough, you know, I won't be too long, but then I'll probably have another episode for a while. But uh, once I get into a routine and flow, like I did at the start, I'll I'll do I'll keep doing pumping out more episodes, get more people on, interesting people, have a bit more content. Um, the the uh, probably end up just get me mates on again. To be honest with you, you know that's the the people I enjoy talking to. But all the people I've had on are men, friends, and colleagues, and former colleagues, and I love talking to them. So I have people on who I like to talk to. Uh, and Jerry and Steve, I'd like to talk to obviously. And as all my friends like to talk to them, I have my own Christopher back on soon enough after try to get them back on. So um so that's pretty much it. Um so uh, as I said to you, I said to the lads, I'm on the vape, that's another thing uh, I said I'll kind of like a diary to keep the podcast as well. Yeah, so I gave up the cigarettes, so I'm on that vaping machine thing. Uh, I was never fond of them, I thought they were always a bit dodgy, you don't know what's in them. But in fairness it's helping me Get off the cigarettes. Um, I don't definitely don't smoke as much as I will. I pull pull off at the odd time, but you probably heard in the podcast here me going. Actually, I'll take a drag off now, see if you can hear it properly when I record this. I'm sure you can. I don't know why I just did that, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Anyway, that's another thing that's going on in my life. Um, lots of things coming up. Uh, important anniversaries and stuff um but i don't want to dive too much into that stuff keep a light-hearted uh, on the podcast so yeah that was another episode so thank you again for listening in much appreciated uh keep on sharing liking spreading the word of the podcast they're all you don't have to watch you don't have to listen to every episode specifically um if you know what i mean because you'll have a you know, every episode is kind of like a standalone. Some might go into another one, but so you can go back and listen. It's like an archive of episodes. You don't have to. If you missed week forty-two, or why am I talking week forty-two? I've only got eighteen episodes, but you know, one of the days or one of the weeks. Um, but I forgot to mention. Now that I'm just thinking, I'm running up the stairs because I said I forgot to get the riddle. Because last week I finished on the riddle, and I didn't give you the answer to the riddle. So the riddle was. Attempting to guess the password to a secret underground society, Sherlock Holmes is told the password is different every day. Immediately he knows the answer. What is the password? Well, of course, the password is different because it's different every day. Every day, it's the password is different. So there you go. So there's the answer. I wanted to make sure you got the answer at least. Um, so that's another episode of the podcast. As always, thank you for so much for listening. I appreciate it. Um, I'll see you hopefully soon enough. And so good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Best of luck. Keep well. Keep safe. Look after each other. Look after yourself.